A FAM production for all things mattress. FAM.news. They invented a headband that wraps around your mattress. They've been on Shark Tank, and they are here today on the Dos Marcos Show. Welcome to the Dos Marcos Show with Mark Kinsley and Mark Quinn, where mattress and furniture leaders gather to grow, get the inside scoop, tell stories, and take tequila shots. Welcome aboard. (laughs) Here's your passport to a planet filled with the mattress industry's brightest minds and biggest ideas. Meet your guides. I'm Mark Kinsley, president and CEO of Inglander. And I'm Mark Quinn, co-founder of Spink & Co. and VP of Sherwood Betting. Together, they are Dos Marcos. The galaxy's greatest mattress podcast has liftoff in three, two, one. I'm not kidding. I applied for Shark Tank and was called back three years in a row. I got to the stage where I was making videos. I was submitting all of our financials, and I never got on the show. But I'm so excited because we're going to be talking with Nita and Judy today who have been on Shark Tank, and they got a deal, and we're going to tell their story. They're going to tell us their story. But first, got to tell you a story about Nationwide Primetime coming up in August. Isn't that right, Mr. Quinn? It is so true, and it's August 15th through the 18th, you guys, and as of right now, Kinsley, we are 99 days, 20 hours, 43 minutes, and 15 seconds away from that event. That's probably going to change if you go to nationwideprimetime.com, but guys, I'm telling you, Kinsley, we talk about having, we are going to have the largest collective group tequila shot ever attempted in the mattress industry we're going to set a new fam world record uh inside of the category at this event you can't miss that so uh you got to come check it out but other than that reason if you go um this is their first live event in a couple years in the fellowship and being there and seeing people and shaking hands or elbows or whatever you're going to do but being in the presence of friends and other people in the industry to talk about what's going on and and uh, share some thoughts and ideas about what's happening in your market, um, we all know that that is such a big part of this. Not to mention the fact that there's going to be a lot of educational programs. You've got the Buyer Palooza event where you can save tons of money, pay for your trip. And Kinsley, you and I are going to be there again giving a talk. And we can't reveal the topic of our speech there. Um, but I can tell you this. It is maybe one of the coolest things we've ever done for Nationwide, and I'm really fired up about that. You guys can come. You can check it out. You can take tequila shots with us August 15th through the 18th in a very cool town, Nashville, Tennessee. So do join us. And also join our friends Jerry and Jack and Amber and Brad in checking out Door Counts 3.0. And it's not just snapping a picture of somebody as they walk in your retail store connecting them to a salesperson, managing it with one of the most robust CRMs the industry's ever seen. So you make sure and take care of customers. You make sure you have visibility into what's happening with those customers. Door Counts 3.0 has 22 brand new features that we want you to check out when you schedule a demo today with Jerry and his team. Go to doorcounts.com, tell them Dos Marco sent you. And here's the deal, you're not alone. They're serving more than 800 retail stores. Over 4,000 sales professionals use door counts, and they wouldn't be using it if it wasn't helping them make more money. So get started today at doorcounts.com. 
Sales.com. Don't wait because you're missing out on sales opportunities. I guarantee it. We have on the show today, my friends, the lovely Judy, the lovely Nita. They're both in Louisiana, and we are so excited to talk about better, better. So Nita Gasson, you're born in a little bayou town. Judy Schott, you also live in Louisiana. Were you born there? Born in Louisiana, yeah, right outside of New Orleans. So you got to tell us a little bit about yourselves and how you went from being in the insurance business to inventing the world's first headband that wraps around a mattress. What does that, what does that even mean? Let's start there. Want to tell them about the headband? Okay. Well, actually, Judy and I worked together. We've worked together for 25 years in the insurance industry. And um, we worked and collaborated on lots of projects for work. And one day outside of work, she called and said, I need you to help me. My son is sleeping on the couch because he doesn't want to make his bed because the mattress is just so hard to make. And I was like, okay, let's do it. So we got together and um, after I said, meet me at Home Depot. <laughs> so when she did, we got to Home Depot. We were like, this is not a place to make a bedding product. So we quickly learned that. And then um, from there, we realized we needed to sew. Neither one of us knew how to sew. So I taught myself to sew through YouTube and Google, anything I could find. That's right. And uh, after we did that, we came up with prototype after prototype after prototype. And then um, we eventually came and we figured something out. It was a, something simple. It was a headband that if you wrap it around your mattress, it'll hold your sheets on. And you don't have to lift your mattress to make your bed. You simply just tuck it in. And that would have made it easier for her. And as soon as we did that, she's like, oh, my God, this works. And then we realized... Maybe we're on to something. Maybe this will help other people. Um, so we went to. Yeah, because this was only to solve my problem. We didn't intend to create a product or do anything like that. This was just to solve the problem of the revolt that was going on at my house. And then, then we looked at each other and we said, wait a minute, this could help other yep. people. And that's kind of how the snowball started rolling. Right. So can, can, can I, I have to ask a question, though. So there's so many questions that just popped into my head after like a one minute, like, you know, diatribe for me. Okay. So the first question is your son is sleeping on this sofa because the law in your house, Judy, is if you sleep in that bed, you're going to exactly. make it when you're done. Exactly. You're right? going to make it. Okay. Yep. And, and you're going to so change the sheets afterwards. And he said, mom, you bought these brand new mattresses and this brand new bed, and it's impossible to do this. And I was like, oh no. And my husband's cheap, so he certainly wouldn't let us get a new mattress or a new bed. So then I was on a mission to, okay, how can we make this easier? So you were... I, I love that you, you never waffled at all. She just kept the law in place, Kinsley. She said, no, hell no, you're making well, that I, bed. You know, right. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here going though, I bet there were battles along the way where you were saying, no, like I don't have to invent something to make it easier for you to make your bed. You're, you're able-bodied, get in there and make your stinking bed. I'm sick of looking at this rat's nest. Well, it was a little more complicated than that. I had four adult kids at the, at the time. And so everybody chimed in and said, mom, Tyler's right. These mattresses are awful. The beds that you have are awful because the beds are jammed up against the mattress. And so I was like mortified. So and it just got me thinking because I also had to make the bed that I was in. And I was like, okay, this is really a problem. But it was his, it was his rebellion that led me to say, okay, we, this has got to be easier. And 
I thought it would be easier to create something to solve the problem. I didn't think we would land in Home Depot as well as hauling a brand new sewing machine up a flight of stairs so that we could work on solving the problem. So We're the, just crazy. The first moral of the story is when your kids revolt, try to look at that as an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and you never know what kind of invention you get. So Nita, what, what, what's so great about this story is, is, so Judy says, okay, I can't figure it out. And I'm going to suck someone else into this miserable yep. problem that I have. And I love that you guys first wanted to go to Home Depot to solve the problem. And then Nita's like, oh, well, I'll just teach myself to sew. And you guys were just hell bent on fixing yes, this problem. We were. We both are determined people. And um, if we have any problem, we absolutely have to solve it. If, I mean, this person cannot go to McDonald's and she already like, I know a way that they can do it faster. If she wants to tell the people at McDonald's, if you do this, put this to the left and hand it to me, you can, you can, you can eliminate two steps. So it's the whole, her whole life is like that. And we had to figure out this problem and we did. So it was actually very yeah. exciting. If you can't tell, Nita's in sales, I'm in operations. And so my mind is always spinning. And when this problem just seemed insurmountable, I was like, there's just gotta be a better way. This is, this is impossible. There's gotta be a better way. Yeah, better, 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 better. So you're speaking to my soul, Judy, because my wife makes fun of me for being the director of efficiency in her house. I'm like, why why are we doing it that way? I'm like, we should put the Pam right here because it's close to the pan that we're always going to spray it in. And she's like, oh, that's a great idea. I just hadn't thought about that. So you're speaking my language here. Take us into this first prototype. Were you together when you tried to put this thing on the mattress? Talk us through that. The first prototype, actually, we kept all the prototypes. And um, the other day, I was putting them away, and we probably had over 50 prototypes. And we started off, um, (laughs) honestly, with, (laughs) it wasn't even material. We first started off with um, clothes rods that go up and down. We thought, what if you put the sheet on there and just push it down? (laughs) Maybe that'll work. So we you kill yourself on the curtain rod. Like, so we came a long way to to, to this, this discovery, the uh, final um, product. But um, we definitely, definitely went through a lot. I'm telling you, when she said, "I live on the," I actually lived on the bayou, and so my house was raised. And so yeah, I really did have alligators in my backyard. And um, so we had to carry this. It was, we got a professional machine because we, you know, we know how to sew now. We get a professional machine. And it was about 400 pounds. We had to carry it up the stairs. We got in there every night after work. I would sew and sew maybe and sew. 400. Well, maybe it felt like 400. It felt like 400. So, um, but every night after work, we, we did a prototype. We try it. It's like, oh my God, this is not even close. Um, then we were close. I mean, we went from Velcro to grommets to ties, anything you can think of. And then um, my son, who was, um, he had a loft bed at the time. He was the one that would try it out every time. And so, I mean, so he was in on it every time. He, You know how many mattresses he's taken off his bed, put it back on, let's try this, let's try this. And then um, we came up with this very last one, and I think, and we both said, I think this is it. I think we got it. Yep. And so we let Jackson try it. Um, and then his sheets didn't come out. He actually was like, oh, I can put my phone here. My phone won't fall off the top of my bed. This is great. And then I said, okay, I think this is it. I think we got it. And when I went to take it off, he's like, wait, am I going to get it back? That's when I realized, oh that's, my God, that's when we knew he wanted it back. He didn't, he's like, this is great. 
So um, that's when yeah. we kind of realized, okay, I think we, we're there. So it took us a while for sure. It took us a good 50 prototypes. Were you just yeah. trying to get the from... characteristics of stretch and connectivity and the ability to hold the sheets in? You're just looking for those properties? Yes. Well, really it was to make it easier to make the bed. What's the easiest way to make the bed? Especially if you're against the corners and things like that, it's hard and you can't lift the mattresses. Because um, as you know, mattresses are heavy and nobody wants to talk about that issue, about how heavy they are. Actually, in any of the um, demographics that are on any mattress thing, probably any of them say the weight of it because it's just so heavy. So, um, And it's just so hard, especially in the corner trying to lift that up. So we're trying to figure out the easiest way. And along the way, we came up with, oh, my God, not only you don't have to lift your mattress, your sheets don't come out. Oh, my God, you can pull and kick all you want. The sheets won't come out. Oh, you could actually store your phone and stuff. So our intention was just to make it easier. And along the way, we discovered all these other things that it actually does. Yes. And you can use all sorts of different sizes of sheets on different sizes of mattresses. So that was another benefit. Right. If you, um, for some reason, got a new mattress and you downsized, you could still use your larger sheets on your downsized mattress because the better better actually makes any sheet a fitted right. sheet. So if you have a deep pocket mattress, it doesn't matter. You can just you don't have to buy a deep pocket sheet. And actually it eliminates the fitted sheet. You don't even need the fitted sheet anymore. I don't use a fitted sheet. So it was so exciting. Well, yeah. once we realized that we got to that point, it was like, oh my gosh, this this could be something. So then we went to the local uh, farmers market and said, let's just go on Saturday mornings and see if we can sell this thing. And and then it just, and we had full-time jobs in the insurance industry. This was like, just like a hobby. This was like, a, let's well, just we got say. nothing better to do. Let's do this. And yep. then we did. And everybody, every time we talked, you're like, oh my God, they come back and this works unbelievable. Y'all should go in Shark Tank. Y'all should go in Shark Tank. And everybody kept saying that. And so I was like, I'm going to go in Shark Tank. And mm, Judy was like, I thought she was crazy. She's like, okay, you go in Shark Tank. I was like, Okay, I did. So, 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 so take us through that. Like, what was your process? Like, how did you reach out to well, them know, first? And what was your, I mean, obviously you were smarter than Kinsley because Kinsley took a couple swings at it. You know what I'm saying? Like, he should have talked to you guys. But, like, how did you do it? Like, what was your first approach? And tell us about your process well, of getting Judy, on the show. Honestly, Judy was like, you know, it's the chance of getting on Shark Tank are probably, probably pretty slim. So no if you way. want to go. Go. So I did. I looked up, and it was the very last um, tryout they had, and it was in Kentucky. Um, so I packed the car up, drove to Kentucky, stood in line with all the hundreds of people, and um, and I tried out. And the way you try out, and you know it, it's like you're in a room, and there's like five different tryouts at the same time, and you have like three minutes to, to say your spiel. So you have to say everything, and, and it's a reality show too. So you have to have personality. You have to tell about your product. You have to show your product, and then you have to. So you have a little bit of time. So. I practiced my little spiel, and I think somewhere in the, along the way, I threw in, I have alligators in my backyard, you know, just something, anything that would just, you know, so I was like, I'm going to sit there and keep the sheets, and I got alligators in my backyard, and so I was like, I don't know, so um, we did get a call back, um, and we made it to uh, the video round, and then we didn't make it that year. The next year was COVID, so we couldn't try out again um, unless we, and um, we did it online. So I tried out the next year online, and we immediately got called back, and we made it through all the stages, um, all the way to Las Vegas, where we were quarantined for 10 days in a room. We couldn't get out. If we stepped out, we got disqualified. So, um, so we were in Vegas for 10 days. And, and it was crazy. Test and after we, test. we practiced over and over and over again. 10,000 times we practiced our pitch. And uh, 
Yeah, and you're not assured to go on television, you know, even if you, you film, you know, you don't find that out until the last minute. So they actually don't tell you until three weeks before. And Nita almost didn't make it to Las Vegas. That's right. Because her COVID test came back inconclusive. And so I didn't want to go on Shark Tank at all. This is not my personality. This was all her idea. And I thought for sure we would never make it on Shark Tank. So I was totally embarrassed because I was at Las Vegas by myself and they were saying, oh, you could just do it alone. And I was like, uh, no, you don't understand. I can't do this alone. So she made the plane by like five minutes. Yeah, I found a place. At the time, it was hard to get COVID tests. I mean, now you can go get them easily. But at the time, you couldn't get them. Um, and so I found a place in right outside New Orleans. I went there early in the morning, got them to give me the test. We had to get all kind of connections, um, got on the plane. They held the plane for me. I was the last one on. Everybody's clapping that I got on. But um, it was crazy. It was crazy because you had to be bundled up. You had to, I mean, if you would have saw what we looked like, we had masks on. We had, it was crazy. Goggles. And again, I'm the operations person. So I'm on the phone with Nita because she was not familiar with the area she was in near the airport. And I said, Nita, if you get on the interstate and go the wrong way, you will miss the plane. Said, so you've got to get on the interstate and head to Baton Rouge. Otherwise, we're toast, and I'm in Las Vegas, and yeah. who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. So it was it was a crazy day. Yeah, but we got there and we made it, and um and we made it through. We got we had three offers: um Damon, uh, Barbara, and Laurie. Hold and on, so pump the brakes. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. I got to go back here. So mm -hmm. you're in the room for ten days, quarantine, but you can see each other, so you can ten hang days. out, yes. and you can practice. So then the day of filming comes and you bust through those doors and head toward the carpet, paint a picture for us. What were you feeling? What was going through your head? What did you see? It's exactly like you see on TV. The doors open and they're all sitting there. And so they're sitting there and you walk in and you have to stand in a certain spot and you stand there and... Um, how nervous were you? Were you like, was your heart jumping out of your chest? Were you freaking out or you were know, you pretty actually, chill about um, the whole first thing? First off, we were in the room for 10 days, so we we're happy to see anybody that we could see. Um, Judy had us practicing as soon so as you much. woke up, as soon as, I mean, it was like, so we knew it. We really and you know, and it's one of those things, if you know your product and you know, you know your numbers and all, you really not, it really wasn't that nervous. So, um, but the thing is, there's no no do-overs. You do it, and that's it. You film. You, they don't say cut. They don't do anything. You just do it, and it is what it is. So, um, But so I we, thought we, I would be nervous, and I have to tell you, I'm the talker, and Judy's not. And so we figured I'd do all the talking. If you watch the show, Judy did all the talking. <laughs> it was like all the plans it, that we had went out the window. Because I knew that this was our one shot, and I knew we had to get everything in fast. And Nita's from the bayou, and so she was taking a little bit too long to think about the questions. So then I just was started to answer them. I knew the answers, and I started answering. And, our and I wasn't tone. taking long to answer the questions. <laughs> I don't say all my words correctly, so I wanted to make sure I practice my words correctly. Because if you're from the bayou, you say some things that could be inappropriate on TV. <laughs> we understand. I mean, so I just, we've... Like yeah, I have we, alligators we've co-hosted more than 200 episodes of the podcast, and sometimes we've given speeches together. And Quinn and I will go out on stage and do the opposite person's version of the speech. So he'll take my role, I'll take his. And we get done, and we're like, 
we practiced all that time and we completely <laughs> screwed it up, but somehow exactly it worked out what okay. Happened. Yeah, that's what happened. That's exactly so, what so happened. So take us through, yeah. give us a little, give us, maybe not the whole thing, but give us a little bit of your pitch and the numbers and the questions. Like, give us some flavor about being on that carpet and doing your pitch and what was that like? Like, give us some of that. Okay. What? Uh, the thing the is, I mean, I wish I could, we signed a lot of things. So there's certain things we can't say and can't, can't talk about. Um, a lot of it's about the show since it's a reality show, you know, mm -hmm. you know, um, just like we couldn't share with any of our family members or anybody. Um, Cause you know, you can't let anybody know who gets the rose, you know? So we couldn't talk about anything that happened um, until the show aired. So there's a lot of things that we, we can't talk about, but we can definitely say um, it was a whirlwind. It was definitely when, when, when you're standing. Mr. Wonderful was very nice to us, which he, was unusual. Yeah. Even the other sharks were like, "What's going on with you today? Why are you being so nice?" He. Everybody actually. I think what it was is we went in there and we practiced so much, but we knew our numbers. It was not a question they couldn't access. Nothing threw us off. We knew every number, every we did everything. We knew every bit about our product. We knew everything that we got manufactured. There was nothing that they could do to throw us off, and so. It actually came out really well. It looked like we were, you know, and so I think that's why they liked us. So you get, we didn't give them a reason to you get, inch in. You get three offers, and at that moment, talk about your decision-making process, what you decided, and who you ultimately went with. Um, there was complete chaos in our brains at that point because we didn't expect that, and we hadn't practiced that part very well. We sort of knew the ranking of who we wanted, and we sort of knew how far away they needed to be apart and which one we would pick. But once the three offers came and then they started bidding against each other, it, it, it was pretty chaotic. Uh, I mean, we, we just didn't know what the heck we were doing. Kendra, um, the reason I'm laughing is because she had it all calculated before. So we knew exactly who we wanted to go with and we knew the, the margins for each one. Uh, we actually didn't really think we'd get an offer. You know, you never go in there thinking you're going to get an offer. Right. We knew we'd take whoever would offer. We knew we had a reason for each one. Um, so she had it calculated that, um, you know, we really wanted Lori. If Lori came to this number, we would take her, even if it was higher than this, and we had the percentage all. We, and our, we practiced that. But when it all happened, like Barbara offered, we were, like, ready to take our offer without even listening to everybody else. And we like, okay, we got to listen to everybody else. If you really start getting confused about it, the numbers, but um, when it came down to it, Lori was actually um, like 3% higher than Barbara, but we went with Lori because that was our original plan. So we stuck with the plan, even though it was very, very confusing, but she had it all calculated beforehand. So, And Lori's been great. Uh, so yeah. go ahead. No, yeah, Lori, no, go ahead. Lori's, Lori's no, no, been no, go great. Ahead. I mean, um, we've, talked to her many times. She's been helping us um, maneuver through all of the options that are available. So we're, we're really excited. Yep. So why did you pick? So first of all, tell us what the deal was because yeah. it was on television. So you can talk about that. So t what, how did she structure the deal? What was the deal? And then tell us why you okay. picked Lori. Okay. We went with 18%. So we gave Lori 18%. Um, one of the reasons was, um, we needed to blast the market. And um, Lori's history is really good about getting out there. I mean, as soon as her products air, she's on there next day, QVC, all this stuff. And actually, QVC is really our demographics. We yeah. sell a lot to seniors, um, a lot of older seniors that are, you know, women. And that's exactly who QVC is. Um, and so we're thinking she would be a perfect fit just for that because we needed to blast the market and we needed to um, 
to get it out there because it really is, you know, it's a, it's a soap product. So, you know, we just like, we've got to get it out there and we've got to get it in the hands of many people as we can. Yes. So, and we thought she'd be the best to do that. Yeah. So she, you gave her 18%, but she invested. What did she invest in? 150000 for 18%. $150,000. Okay. And did she help you figure out manufacturing and all that stuff? Or did you yeah, need yeah, that kind of help? Yeah, she's helped with everything. Manufacturing, packaging, oh, good. Uh, commercials, yep, everything, top to bottom. So, is it just an entirely business to consumer like model, or are you selling into brick and mortar stores? Hopefully, right now? that's to come. That's yeah. Hopefully, that's to come. Okay, it's in the future. Yes. So we're talking with Nita Gasson and Judy Shot, the founders and creators of the better, better shark tank, uh, success stories. And, you know, here in the mattress business, we like to, uh, bring people around this campfire and, and hear some really cool stories. And you have an amazing story to tell. And so here you are today, how many months, uh, into this, are you talk about your business, talk about how it's going. Um, give us the lay of the land today. Um, it's going great. We actually just went back to the local trailhead, um, which is the farmer's market to just go back to our origins. And we've had so many people come up to us saying they saw it on Shark Tank and congratulate us. It was actually very exciting to be back at our hometown and, and seeing everyone. We've had a lot of, um, local publicity. We, our website has been revamped and, uh, Lori is on our website now pitching our product and things are great. I mean, yeah. things are great. Still a lot to come in the future, but, um, we're doing great. Get but number wise, if you're asking about that, we, um, we were on track to do about a million last year to end 2020. Um, and we were able to do that. And then once shark tank aired, we pretty much did almost what we did the year before in a couple of weeks. So it, <laughs> The Shark Tank effect it really is great. real, yeah. Yes, yes. So, and then we've just been, it's been really good since then, so. So the product you guys have, $39 in twin, full is $49.99, queen and king are both yep. $59.99. And so um, you've talked about, you know, brick and mortar distribution. You know, we have an audience inside the mattress industry and so there's probably a lot of people listening to this that might be actually very interested in that. So what, what, what would you say to them in terms of, hey, it makes complete sense, right, to have this type of product Absolutely. inside of a mattress store? Absolutely. That is a great place to have it inside of a mattress store. And let me tell you what. I actually um, did a little research. I went to a mattress store. Um, I went to a few of them just to do a little research, like how do they approach it, you know, and so the first thing is, you know, they want to know if I have a back problem. They want to know how they can help me. Do I have reflux? Because, you know, they want to try to sell you the mattress. Um, so I threw some odd questions at them. I said, you know, what kind of sheets do I need for this? Oh, we sell these sheets here. I said, well, is it going to be easy for me to put this on? Is it going to stay on? And they really, really couldn't answer that question. So they were like, it should work. These are made for this. If you buy that. I said, but, you know, I mean, is it going to be easy for me to put on? So when I lift my mattress, it's not going to pop off. Oh, no, it shouldn't. I said, but do you know if it is or not? I said, because I don't want to buy a mattress, and then I get home, and I don't have any sheets to go in it. And um, it was the same question. They were more worried about my reflux, my things, and, uh, you know, lay on the bed. But nobody wanted to discuss in the mattress stores sheets other than they had them for sale. Um, 
and with the better better we got a couple mattress we got a few mattress stores that are very you know that have them because of the fact that now that takes that question off the table you can buy any sheets that you want they will fit we guarantee you lift your mattress they won't pop off you can buy any you know? mattress you want exactly. any mattress so, you want now you can buy you don't have to ask all those questions if you get a better better with that mattress right so some of them bought it to give away with their mattresses um some of them sell it in their stores so um it's just one of those things that it's it's one of those questions that mattress companies avoid because it is a problem and they can't guarantee that they're going to do it and you know these old ladies that go there and these older people that go there they um i mean they do have reflux they do need this they need the bed but when they get home i mean these guys are very free i mean they can't lift that mattress and it's a real problem for them and it's a great mattress they love it and they have to call their their daughters or sons to come help them make their beds. Plus, you don't you know, and then they, I mean, you guys know mattresses, you know, you can buy a small car for a mattress. You know, the mattresses are expensive. You, you can't buy. return them. You know, it's like, for the so, price of a for a price of a mattress, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are all Hard great off. points. I mean, we, we make, Quinn and I it's both really... are responsible for mattress companies. And, and if you're going to put a lot of material in there to deliver a lot of comfort and value, you can get very thick mattresses and questions about sheets are very common. And, you know, yes. we obviously have some go-to suppliers that, that we recommend who make deep pocket sheets, but you're right. People get home and they don't want to go buy new sheets, especially if they have that size of mattress. And then on top of that, right. I mean, you can even have them just, you know, holding on for dear life at the corners as those sheets are like barely stretched right. over the top of these thick mattresses. You put on the better, better, bada bing, bada bang. And plus you don't have to lift that heavy mattress up. That's right. Well, you can buy any mattress and yeah. you can keep all the sheets that you already have. And we learned a lot about mattresses. Obviously we didn't know anything about it before. I mean, we could sell policies and stuff, but we definitely didn't know anything about mattress. And we've learned a lot. You know, the king mattresses, the average is about 100 pounds. Um, there's one of them that we get a lot of complaints about. Um, well, don't say I, that. I don't know if I can say the name. Not on it. a mattress show. Okay. Color <laughs> <laughs> mattress. No, don't. Oh. But it weighs like 200 pounds. They you know, mattresses. I know. Okay. I'll send it. <laughs> but I mean, it's just, yeah. So, anyway. Anyway. So, so you guys tell, tell, tell the guys in the audience, I mean, you're already selling it to some brick and mortar guys. What kind of margins can a brick and mortar store make selling your product? Kind of margin. Well, like you said, some of them give it away. Um, but I guess, I mean, I guess probably about 50%. I guess they yeah. probably could. Yeah. yeah. Probably we're, we're, we're still working on our manufacturing yeah. with Lori. So those numbers are yet to be okay. carved right. out, but yeah, yeah. Probably about no. Yeah. To be close to okay, so for all the for all the betting retailers that listen to the show, think about it, guys. I mean, here's a problem that exists in the market, and both Judy and Nita have solved a problem, right? So find a need, fill a need. You've done that, and it's a great add-on item to grow ticket for brick and mortar retailers, and it solves a problem that your customers are going to love. So that's a and pretty you could cool say as seen story. on Shark Tank. And you can tell as that story and yeah. maybe That's even say as seen on the Dos Marcos show. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely going to say that. And we'll go to your mattress store and promote it for you. That's right. Ooh, I like that. Hey, have you, do you all go we'll to, have you heard about Las Vegas market? It's a big buying market. Have you been out there yet? Or have you thought about having a show no, space? We have, we have not. Okay. Well, hey, not look. Yet, is that we'll coming know? up? It is. It's going to come up in August. Maybe and, they could be you know, guests of the, the Dos Marcos. kind of mattress yeah. buying event for retailers on the planet. 
and we have showrooms oh. there and lots of people in the mattress industry gather there. Retailers come there to select products. They're going to merch and buy, merchandise and buy for the retail floors. And so we have lots of, you know, sheets suppliers and accessory suppliers, and we have obviously mattress companies. So we'll get you plugged in to the Las Vegas market. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. We'd love to do that. So, so guys, before you go, just one last question for you. Number one, any brick and mortar retailer listening to this, can, can you give us an email or something where they can yes, reach you? You can email me, Nita, N-I-T-A, yep. at thebetterbetter.com. And it's two T's and two D's as in dogs. So thebetterbetter.com. So the B-E-T-T-E-R-B-E-D-D-E-R.com. Okay, thank you for that. And anyone who signs up and you mention that Dos Marcos sent you, they're going to make you a gallon of their best gumbo and they're going to send it to <laughs> okay. you in the mail. That's right. That's right, right, ladies? Yeah, got it. Is that a deal? Okay. And, and so last question for me, and uh, I'll see if Kinsley has one, but um, what, what impact has it had on your life? Like, just give us a little personal anecdote. Like, what is what is what is it meant to you to have had this experience? And and Mark and I talk about all the time. We wrote a book together. We get to do this show together. And so for us, it's really cool because we get to do it together. You get to experience a lot of that with someone else. Uh, so tell us just quickly, like, what kind of impact that has has it had on you individually, and then like together. Right. I think the, the feedback we've gotten from the seniors yeah. is. Well, for me personally, I, um, you know, just starting any new business, even though it's successful, you know, it's still, it's, you still have a lot of commitment to it. So I actually just sold my house and I moved to New Orleans um, just so I can downsize a little bit and, and spend more time on this. And, and it also allows me to spend more time with Judy. And then we collaborate on so many different things. Um, that it's actually, it's been good. Yeah, it's, it's been good fun. for our relationship for sure. <laughs> so, but, but um, probably yeah. the most rewarding part of it has been the seniors, the seen feedback we've gotten from the seniors and even those with disabilities of just the, the heartwarming emails, phone calls, voice messages, and Facebook comments from people just saying, you've changed my life. You know, I used to need help changing my mattress, now I can be sheets, now I can be independent again. That's really what propelled us forward because we both have had very successful jobs. So this was kind of just like a fun little hobby. But when we started to get these people sincerely telling us how much we helped them, we just couldn't turn back. That's, that's when it just, the snowball effect of, you know, we just gotta keep doing this. And then it was like, who can help us? Where can we get funding? Because people need to know about this product. So like, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't about the fame or the fortune or that's anything. what propelled us forward. But it is kind of cool that you go to a restaurant and they're like, hey, now we Shark Tank girls, huh? oh, better, better girls. So we get recognized a lot, and um, it's actually yeah, we get we get free drinks and stuff, free tequila <laughs> shots. <laughs> hey, we'll buy you tequila shots the very Ooh. first time we hang out, whenever that okay, might good. be. So that that trend will continue. Okay, and that is that is super good. cool and, and and I'm glad that you know I love seeing two people do something fun together and as long as you can keep it fun and you can keep the momentum going and have a good time hey your days become your life and they add up so you might as well be doing something you yep. enjoy That's right that's it's right. been fun we've been having a lot of fun 
I mean, hell, we were on Shark Tank. You, you know, one of the things I love about your story. Yeah, there you go. And now you've been on the That's Dismarcus right. podcast, which is the greatest galaxy, the galaxy's greatest podcast. And so, I mean, now you're like, I don't know what you do from here, honestly. Wait, I think, Quinn, so, like, I think you just what, said you know, this is like, the galaxy's greatest podcast. Not even mattress podcast. You, you just said galaxy's mattress. greatest. I'm going to go with it. What? Go with that. Why are we going to limit it? Why are we going to limit it? You guys, what I, what I love about you is that you're so fun. You have tons of energy. You're shining a bright light. I love that you have totally connected to the purpose behind what you do. So thanks for spending time with us. Uh, really appreciate it. Wish you all the best. And keep keep in touch with us. We're here to help you because we can, we can probably help you navigate a little bit of getting inside of this category. And we'd love to see you be wildly successful. If you're listening to the show and you have an interest, you've got their email address. No right. problem. And uh, you guys, if you're listening to the show, please go into iTunes and uh, give us a like and a rating. We'd love that. Tell somebody about the Dos Marcos podcast or the fam at fam.news and discover so many things like better, better. <laughs> you can't be right. that. Yes. Thanks. Thanks All for right, being with you. us, guys. All right. I